0: Hi, this is Chris, and I'm coming to you from the fashion center in the Odyssey Mall. I'm here today with the internationally known clothes designer, Beguil Pauldon. Pauldon, Pauldon, uh, Pardon, pardon, Mr. Pauldon, I understand you're here looking for the hottest of new fashions.
1: That is right, Chris. What I'm looking for is a fashion statement.
0: Well, have you found anything yet here? Pardon, blue, Monsieur chisiers,
2: no, I have not, but I'm convinced that it is here. I just have to keep looking.
0: Oh, well, while you're doing that, I'm <laughs> that we're going to get started with today's adventure in odyssey okay
1: whatever makes your boot float <laughs> oh hi there i was just working on one of my inventions here i'm john avery whittaker but you can call me Whit. and this is odyssey hey let's see if this thing works
3: Oh, whoa, 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 hold it!
1: Okay, so it needs a little more work. But that's the exciting part, because you never know what you'll discover along the way. Oh, don't take my word for it, though. You can find out for yourself when you come along on today's Adventures in Odyssey.
0: Mr. Pardon. Don't don't, 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 don't. Don't, Have you found your fashion statement yet? Oh, no, no, I have not.
2: I feel power. She's a crackers. Hell yeah, no.
0: Oh, well, I'm sorry. Is there anything I can do to help?
2: Oui, oui. You can bring me that stack of dresses on that chair there.
0: Uh, okay. Well, let me just take off my coat here first.
2: <laughs>
0: oh, 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 oh. That is it. What? What?
1: What you are wearing?
0: You mean this ratty old t shirt? Oui,
4: oui.
1: It is uh, magnificent, stupendous, fantastic. Really? Really? Well, it's pretty nice. Hui, hui! Oui, it is tremendous. Ah. Che Paris, Che Louisiana,
2: Stadium. I must have a hundred, a thousand.
0: But it's just a ratty old t-shirt. Perhaps
2: to the untrained eye. But to me, it is the garment of royalty. Wow. Wear this, and you can have instant
0: success. I think success takes a little more than just wearing the right garments. Nonsense.
1: Haven't you ever heard the saying, clothes makes the man, or in your case, the woman?
0: Sure, but it still takes more than clothes. See, true success starts from the inside, not the outside.
1: And just how would you know Miss Mathe Blumers?
0: Oh, well, because that just happens to be a part of what today's adventure and odyssey is all about. And, oh. and we'll get started with it right after this. Ah,
1: Rendezvous. <laughs> S'il vous plaît,
3: It's Eugene!
1: Eugene is back, and you can celebrate the exciting homecoming in an all-new album from Adventures in Odyssey. Look for A Most Surprising Return, now presented in an all-new way, a two-CD set of six new episodes. A Most Surprising Return features this historic return of Eugene Meltzner and exciting stories that take you far into Odyssey's future and far into the past. Don't miss it. Log on to witsend.org or call 1-800-THE-LETTER-A-FAMILY.
0: It's just about closing time at Wits end, but that doesn't seem to matter to Wit. He's still in the Bible room working on a new invention. What is it? Well, let's find out.
1: Hmm, now, let's see. We have the microchip and the processor in place. Okay. Now to pull on the headphones and see how it sounds. Oh, that's great. That's just terrific.
4: Wit, Wit, oh, I knew you'd be in the Bible room. Are you almost finished? I have to clean this place up.
1: That's just delightful.
4: Well, it may be delightful to you, but not to me. This room is a wreck.
1: Oh, Oh, I'm sorry, Connie. I had the headphones on. Did you want something?
4: Yes. I asked if you were almost done. I want to clean up in here before I go.
1: Oh, yes, yes. Well, I was just finishing up.
4: Boy, what a mess.
1: <laughs> well, nobody ever said inventing was a clean profession. <laughs>
4: Don't I know it. <laughs> hey, what are you working on anyway?
1: Well, it's called an environment enhancer. It adds effects and music while you're listening to a story. Makes it seem like you're there.
4: Sounds pretty radical.
1: Well, it's all part of my goal for this room, to make the Bible come literally to life.
4: Oh, more Bible stuff, huh?
1: Huh? Anything wrong with that?
4: No, I can just think of a lot more exciting stories to do than the ones in the Bible, that's all.
1: You can, huh? Well, before you knock it, why don't you try it?
4: In the machine?
1: Sure. I need a guinea pig and you'll do just fine.
4: Well, I have to clean up the room. Now,
1: oh, what's the matter now? You afraid you might actually like it? No. Well, then, how about it?
4: Oh, all right. What do I have to do?
1: Just sit right down here and put on these headphones. Okay. All right, now what? Uh, Just a minute. Let me flip this switch. I'm sorry, just a little volume problem. There, I have it now. Uh, Put the headphones back on. Okay. The story you're about to hear is true. None of the names have been changed. None of the facts altered. And what makes it so special is that if you use your imagination, you can actually become part of it. So just sit back, close your eyes, relax, and come with me to the world of the past. In case you hadn't noticed, this story starts out in a grassy field where a flock of sheep are grazing. The field is located just outside a small town called Bethlehem. All is peaceful, all is calm.
4: This isn't nice. Not exactly what i call exciting. What? Oh, well, that sounds like a harp. Oh, it's coming from the guy on the hill. Stop. <gasps> oh, I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to sneak up on you. I, I, I didn't want to oh, interrupt. it.
2: okay. No, no. I, I apologize for scaring you. Th- this land is filled with wild animals. Sometimes I have to act quickly to save my sheep. That's why I move so fast. Uh my name's David.
4: I'm Connie. Boy, you play the harp really well. Well,
2: thank you, Connie. It helps the time pass while I tend the sheep. It also helps me think while I compose my psalms. What? You know, psalms. They're sort of like poems.
4: You either write too?
2: <laughs> well, it's another pastime really. Uh, quiet. What's
4: the matter? What is it?
2: Something's happening out there.
4: Oh, it's a lion! It has that poor little lamb! Stay here! Where are you?
2: To get my lamb! From a lion? Are you crazy? Hey there, lion! If you want to eat something, try a taste of my staff. Hey! You did it! That's mother.
4: Look out behind you! never thought I'd be glad to see this Bible room again.
1: What's the matter, ah! Connie? Huh. Not too exciting for you, is it?
4: Uh, no. It's hmm. just that, uh... Uh, well, we've tested it, and I think it sounds really good.
1: But don't you want to know what happened to David?
4: Well, it's pretty obvious, isn't it?
1: Well, you never can tell. Aren't you even the least bit curious?
4: Oh, well, all right, give me the headphones.
1: Good girl.
4: Hey, this isn't the pasture. It's a dirt road. Hey, what happened to David?
1: Well, we're past that part.
4: But you can't just leave me hanging. Did he get eaten or what?
1: You have to continue the story to find that out.
4: I was afraid you'd say that.
1: Hmm.
4: Okay, well, let's get on with it. What happens next?
1: Well, the answer to that question lies in what's coming down the road.
5: That's the way he wants it, and that's the way it'll be. He wants a new king, a new king he'll uh, get. I should question the maker of the universe.
4: Excuse me, sir. Ah, ah! Oh, oh,
5: who are you? Uh,
4: my name's Connie. Sorry if I scared you. Never mind that. You, one of King Saul's men? Do I look like a man? Could be a clever disguise. No, I'm not one of King Saul's men. I don't even know who King Saul is. He's the king. No kidding. Yes. Well, I still don't know him. I'm looking for David. David who? I don't know. He's a shepherd. David Shepherd? No, no, no. That's not his name. That's what he does. Well, it was the last time you saw him. In a pasture around here somewhere, he was being attacked by a lion. A lion, huh?
5: Nice hobbies your friend David has. Listen. I really can't help you. I'm not from around here myself, so I wouldn't know the pastor if I saw it. Much less a shepherd named David who likes to play tag with lions. Oh. Tell you what, I might know somebody who can help
4: you. Yeah?
5: His name is Jesse, and he does live here. Maybe he knows your David Shepherd lion attacker. Follow me, by
4: the way. My name is Samuel. Uh, Pleased to meet you. Likewise, I'm sure. Is this Jesse, a friend of yours? Never met him. Then why are you going to his house? Because I have to anoint one of his sons, King. I thought you said Saul was the king. Shh! He is. But if you anoint someone else, King, won't that make Saul mad? Death he's a distinct possibility. Well, if he gets mad, won't he... Oh, that's why you got so scared when I first came up. Nothing gets by you, does it? Well, I wouldn't want to be in your shoes when Saul catches up with you. Why are you doing this anyway? Well, it wasn't exactly my idea. Then whose was it? God's. I should have known.
1: And so Samuel went to Bethlehem to sacrifice. And at God's prompting to choose one of Jesse's sons as the new king of Israel. Only he ran into some problems.
5: Oh, boy. Sorry, Jesse, but he's not a either. Do you have any other sons? Well, they're still
1: the youngest, but he's tending the sheep.
5: Send for him. We'll not sit down until he arrives. As you wish, great
4: prophet. Samuel? Samuel? Ah! Oh, 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 it's you. Sorry, I forgot you're still nervous about Saul. It's no. all right. So which son's going to be the new king?
5: You ready for this? None of them.
4: What? But they're all so big and strong and good-looking.
5: I know. Go figure. See, one by one, Jesse's sons passed in front of me. And one by one, God rejected them. So what happens now? Jesse has sent for his last and youngest son. He should be here any minute.
4: Mm. Hey, were you able to find out anything about my friend? No,
5: but thanks for reminding me. Ahem. Uh, Jesse? Yes, great prophet? This young lady here is looking for a friend of hers. She thought maybe you could help us find him. He's a young man, oh, I should say about the yay high, likes to play with the lions and sheep, and answers for the name of... Father? Uh, David! Father David?
2: Hello, Connie.
4: I don't believe it. You're all
2: right. Well, yes, why wouldn't I be? Oh.
4: Because the last time I saw you, you were about to become a hot lunch.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> kind of about that. Well, the Lord protected me. He gave me strength so I was able to seize the lion by the hair and kill it.
5: I take it you two know each other.
4: Yes, this is him. David, the one I was telling you about.
1: So I gathered. He's also the youngest and last of my sons. Oh, great prophet Samuel,
4: he is the one. He is? The one what? How do you know?
5: God has spoken to me. The one what? Really? Yes, he told me, rise and anoint him. He is the one. The one what? The Lord God has chosen you to be the new king of Israel. He has? Yes. Kneel and receive the anointing of the Lord.
0: We'll be back with more of today's Adventure in Odyssey right after this.
2: My dog has fleas. Ooh, that. it's Eugene, and Eugene sings.
1: Yes, it's the world's first all-song CD from that boy genius who stars in the exciting series Adventures in Odyssey. My dog Take it from me, Harlow Doyle, Rive and I, Eugene Sings. For more information, call 1-800-THE-LETTER-A-FAMILY or visit witsend.org. Six
0: years in the making. Listen, drums. Oh, those
3: are
1: Clorman, drums. From the makers of Adventures in Odyssey and Peabody Award winners for Bonhoeffer.
2: I run after
0: those oh. doors, sir, and spit
2: ten of them on my horn at each... Oh, yeah. Stand fast, you're... Dirty, filthy,
1: treacherous little brutes. Here is as great
5: an adventure as ever I heard of.
1: Before there were hobbits, there was... The wardrobe. I the rock. Focus on the family radio theater presents C.S. Lewis's Chronicles of Narnia.
3: We must attack now.
1: Playing on the biggest screen of all. Your imagination. To learn more, visit enternarnia.com. That's enternarnia.com.
0: And now back to Wit and Connie and the conclusion of today's adventure in Odyssey. Wow, that was.
4: I've never seen anybody get anointed king before.
1: That was something, wasn't it?
4: You know, when he got up, he seemed so different.
1: Well, that's what happens when the Lord touches your life. You're a changed person.
4: I guess. So, where am I now?
1: You're near the valley of Elah.
4: What am I doing here?
1: That is part of the story. Now, you see, this is where the army of Israel is camped. After David was anointed king, Israel went to war with their arch enemy, the Philistines. That's them on the ridge over on the other side of the valley.
4: Speaking of David, where is
1: he? Well, if you turn around, I believe you'll find him coming up the road.
4: Oh! David! David! Connie!
2: <laughs> nice to see you again.
4: Thanks. What are you doing here?
2: I've come to see my brothers. They followed King Saul to war, and we haven't heard from them for months. My father sent me to see how they're getting along and bring back greetings from them.
4: <gasps> what was that? It's
2: the war cry of the Army of Israel. They and the Philistines must be drawing up the battle lines against each other. Come on! Do you see him yet? No. Maybe he won't come out today. He's come out every day for the last 40. Why not this day as well? Eliab! Abinadab! Shammah! It's David! Hello, my brothers! What are you doing here, boy?
4: Nothing like brotherly love.
2: I bring you greetings from our father. You should not be here. This is no place for you, especially now.
4: What makes now so
2: important? There he is! Move back! Oh, no. Retreat! Retreat! Retreat. Back. 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 back! Back! Get
0: out of here! Back. Where's everybody
2: going? why are you afraid? Why? Look there in the valley and see for yourself. It's him!
4: Him who? I don't see anything but a big, bronze statue! <laughs> oh, that
3: statue's alive! He's no statue. His name is Goliath of Gath. He's the Philistine champion. Why do you come out and line up for battle, little men? Am I not a Philistine? And are you not the servants of Saul? Choose a man and have him come down to me. If he is able to fight and kill me, we will become your subjects. But if I overcome him and kill him, you will. Come, our subjects and serve us. Well, is there again no taker to my challenge? Give me a man and let us fight each other. Oh, this day I defy the ranks of Israel and their puny God. You and he are as dirt on the ground to be trod under my heels.
4: nice guy look at the size of him no wonder everyone's afraid huh david david what are you doing up on that rock
2: who is this philistine that he should defy the armies of the living god what are you doing you want him to hear you i say again who is this philistine that he should defy the armies of the living god what will be done for the man who kills this Philistine and removes this disgrace from Israel? For well, the king will give great wealth to the man who kills Goliath. Yes, also his daughter's hand in marriage, and he'll exempt the man's family from taxes in Israel. What good are rewards if you're not alive to enjoy them? Come down from there, David. Did you leave those few sheep in the desert just to come here and shame us? I know how conceited you are and how wicked your heart is. You only want to watch I've the... done nothing wrong. Why can't I speak? If you allow this Philistine dog to defy the armies of the living God unchallenged, then great indeed is your shame, but not because of me. If none of you are men enough, then I shall fight him.
4: Are you nuts? That guy's a giant. And did you see the size of his spear? It's huge.
2: Forget the spear. Look at his coat. It's made of pure bronze. It probably weighs 125 pounds by itself. I'm not afraid. He is a Philistine who has defied the armies of the living God.
4: So what? Laugh it off. We're big enough to take a few insults, aren't we? David, his coat is heavier than you are. You haven't got a chance.
2: It is of no consequence. Saul will never allow it. Make way. Make way. Are you David? I am. The king wants to see you.
4: Oh, now you... (laughs)
5: At last, after putting up with this bellowing giant for 40 days, a man finally steps forth to accept his challenge. Well, where is he?
2: Here, my king. Oh, good boy. Run off and find me the man who wants to kill Goliath. It's me. You? Yes, oh king. Let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Your servant will go and fight him.
5: You can't go out against him. You're a boy. And he's been a fighting
2: man from his youth.
4: Did you hear that? A fighting man from his youth, he said. Listen to him, David. He's making a lot of sense. My
2: king, your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion or a bear came and carried off a lamb from the flock, I went after it and rescued the lamb from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it and killed it. This Philistine will be like one of them because he has defied the armies of the living God.
4: Will you stop saying? Great king,
2: the Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. May the Lord be with you, my son.
4: Wait, if you're going to do this, at least put on some armor or something to protect yourself.
2: The girl is
5: right. Bring my tunic and my armor.
4: Yeah, yeah, armor, armor. This is good stuff, see? Solid. Here, here, let me help you put it on.
2: Oh, no, no, I can't go in these. I, I wouldn't be able to move in them.
4: Well, how are you going to defend yourself? Throw rocks at him?
2: Well, now that you mention it, I think that's a what? good idea. What?
4: What are you doing? I'm
2: choosing my weapons. Let's see, I'll take my staff and these stones here look
4: That's nice and... it? Sticks and stones? Oh,
2: of course not.
4: Well, that's good.
2: I also have my sling.
4: You can't win against that giant with a sticks and stones and a leather strap. You need something more. But
2: I do have something more. I have the Lord God of Israel on my side.
4: That's not going to help you now. You're
2: wrong, Connie. Stand back and watch what the God of my fathers will do.
4: Heroes.
3: Men of Israel, I grow impatient. Where is your challenger? He stands before you. What is this? A boy? You send a boy out as your champion? What is your name, boy? David. Am I a dog that you come at me with sticks? Come here, and I'll give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. You come against me with
2: sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty. This day the Lord will hand you over to me, and I'll strike you down. All those gathered here will know that it is not by sword or spear that the Lord saves, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give all of you into our hands.
1: Goliath moved closer to attack, and David ran toward the battle line to meet him. He took out a stone and slung at the Philistine. David's aim was true. The stone not only struck Goliath, but sank deeply into his forehead, and he fell face down on the ground. David ran over to him, took the Philistine's sword from its scabbard, and cut off his head with it. I can't believe it! He did it! He won! Oh, gross! I don't feel very When the Philistines saw that their hero was dead, they ran. The men of Israel surged forward with a great shout and chased the Philistines back to their own land. It was one of the greatest victories in the history of Israel thanks to a young shepherd who trusted with all his heart in the Lord. Is that all? I think that's enough.
4: But you can't stop here. Does David become king? What happens?
1: You'll have to come back when I get the next part done. Or if you really can't wait till then, you can always read about it yourself. It picks up in 1 Samuel chapter 17. If you think you can stand a boring old Bible story, that is.
4: Well, I guess I was wrong about that. I didn't know. I mean, I always thought, hey, are all the stories in the Bible this exciting?
1: Well, there's only one way for you to find out, isn't there?
4: Yeah, well, maybe I will read them sometime. Meanwhile, I better get this place cleaned up.
1: Tell you what, why don't you call it a night? You can do this tomorrow, okay?
4: All right, I'm out of here. Night. Well, thanks for showing me the machine. It made me see this room in a way I didn't see it before.
1: Well, you're very welcome, Connie.
4: See you tomorrow.
1: (laughs) Bye. And thank you, Lord.
0: You know, the scriptures are full of so many wonderful things. Exciting adventure stories, beautiful poetry, and most important, God's words to us. And he wants us to remember them all the time. That's why he told the children of Israel in Deuteronomy chapter 6 that his words are to be upon your hearts. God told them to talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down, and when you get up. If you have a favorite Bible story, write to me here in Odyssey and tell me what it is. The address is Odyssey, Colorado Springs, Colorado, 80995. In Canada, write to Box 9800 Vancouver, B.C., V6B4G3. And while you're at it, you might want to ask for a cassette of today's broadcast. It's called The Shepherd and the Giant. The address once again is Odyssey, Colorado Springs, Colorado, 80995. Adventures in Odyssey is a presentation of focus on the family. Today's program was written and directed by Phil Lawler. Our production engineer was Dave Arnold and our executive producer, Chuck Bolte. And I'm Chris, hoping you'll join us again next time for more Adventures in Odyssey.